Hello, everybody. I think we're um, broadcasting, at least for our sound check, uh, the 15-minute preamble before we actually go into um, the show. Our birthday meditation. It's our birthday, everybody. It's um, and it's our birthday meditation. Um, uh, yes, a year ago we started doing these live broadcasts, and um, and here we are, a year later. This is number 52. Number 52, indeed, yes. And didn't we have a bunch of tests before we even broadcast the first time? And, like, we had about four different tests. Oh, that's right, we did too. And it just seemed like like we were so proud of ourselves that we had done four. We're ready to go live. We're ready to share with other people. And now it's all a blur to me. 52. It's all a blur. A bit of a blur to me too. Um, I just remember as we were starting off thinking, how on earth are we going to get this broadcast sound quality going? So uh, that was definitely my one of my first considerations. And um, we've, we've jumped that hurdle because it's, it's sounding pretty gorgeous. Yeah. It's, there have been so many sort of improvements and evolution, mm. evolutionary moments in one of my lives since we started. And when I think back over the last year, all the travel that we've done. Yes, that's um, true. We've done in different locations. Yeah, you were in New Zealand a few times. Mm. I was in Melbourne, you were in Tasmania. I was, yeah, we brought, I was broadcasting once from the Mona Art Gallery. That's right, I yeah. remember that. I was just thinking, this is awesome. I could be in any art gallery around the world <laughs> doing One Mind Live. I I'm, I think I might set a benchmark here. I'm, I will aim to do a broadcast from the Louvre or from the Hermitage, something oh, like wow. that. might be fun. Imagine the acoustics. <laughs> the acoustics would be fantastic. <laughs> and the energy. <sighs> yes. And I was over, I was six weeks over in the US and Canada. We did a lot of broadcast. We had a big chunk of time when we weren't in the studio together. That's right. This past year. Yeah, that was actually quite tense because, um, you know, you were actually managing the the uh, mechanics of the production from Canada and uh, we were tuning in from Australia here and um, I was amazed that it actually still worked out. <laughs> <laughs> we still have that technology to go back to when we, if we are in different locations yeah. in the future. Yeah. But it's always so nice to be here in the studio. I'm so glad we could be here for our birthday. Yeah. So we have a little birthday cake that we're going to um, consume. Yeah, what's in it, uh, Happily. What's in it, Samo? It's an <laughs> almond, orange almond. So two whole oranges. Mm. And quite a few almonds and eggs and all things good. And a bit of chocolate mm -hmm. as well. Chocolate. <laughs> But all in all, it's a, it's, it's a better alternative than the supermarket board. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I had a little taste before the broadcast, even though we were saving it for so that we wouldn't be all hopped up on sugar for our meditation. I, I know, but um, I have a confession to make it. One mind live, we all eat chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on our birthday. <laughs> so um, people might be listening to this during the week I mean people they will be listening to um, this meditation during the week not just the live but also the replay groups mm -hmm. and um, so we're gonna get to celebrate our birthday all week long yes that's true do you ever have a birthday where people get in touch with you and like oh it's your birthday oh we have to have lunch and you're scheduling and your birthday lasts about three weeks and you get so sick of yourself after about three weeks you're just like so what's it like to be <laughs> 
was this last year been for you? Right, and, it ha- and it, it's like it's like going on multiple. It's like speed dating. Well, it's thorough, isn't it? <laughs> the same questions over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I remember on my fiftieth birthday. Yes, my fiftieth. You can't birthday. be fifty. <gasps> Truly. Um, I was so um, anti having a birthday, I decided to have lots of little spot fire birthdays throughout the entire year. So um, hmm. so I had about five or six birthday parties. Bur- whole parties every yeah. time. Yeah. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, my 50th Great. lasted about a, a that month. It doesn't sound very anti to me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like, I'm so against birthdays, I'm going to have ten parties. <laughs> When I had that one, of, I've had a couple of times where the birthday lasts about three weeks. It's never a special birthday. It's just that, you know, for whatever yeah. reason, people want to celebrate. And they so finally, sort of the 11th person goes, oh, it was your birthday. I want to take you out for lunch for your birthday and celebrate your birthday. And you just go, can we celebrate, like, something else? <laughs> I'd love to have lunch with you, but I'm so over my birthday. <laughs> I, have a, I have a small superstition about birthdays, though. I, I, I feel that, um, you know, it's like a countdown you know, as the as the older you get, you're counting down to, you know, that inevitable day when you might drop your body, <laughs> and um, it always just freaks me out a bit. So I might need to do some tapping on that later. That's so interesting that you should say that because, <laughs> and you said when we walked in, you wanted to talk about managing expectations, and what you just said tied in with um, a post that I'd seen of J.P. Sears talking about midlife crises and talking about how it's a rebirth into a new version of yourself. Mm. And he said, go back to when you were in the womb and how scary birth must have felt. Like, it must have Mm. felt like I'm going to die because you didn't know what was out there. All you knew was your little world in the womb. And you were born into like more of who you are. Mm. And... um, I think death is that way too. That you're that's another stage where you're born into more of who you are. Mm, mm. I'm just noticing these in the music here. Mm. You hear that little whale noise? I did, I did. Oh, beautiful. Did you hear that? Yes, we have brand new music today. I know, there's new music today for the birthday, and there's little whale sounds, which I made with an instrument, but it sounds a bit like a whale, doesn't it? Did you? What instrument did you use? It's an oboe. Beautiful. Yeah, it's sort of this. I love oboe. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds aquatic, doesn't it? Haunting. (laughs) (laughs) So what about managing expectations? Because we have a new year coming. Well, yes, and and we have spoken about intention as well. And I think it's... What what is it? It feels like a... a, Is it a juxtaposition or, or... you know that they're kind of in in conflict with each other that mm. we set an intention for something to occur or some some windfall or some blessing or some opportunity or to rise to some essence of being or state of being and and yet expectations are I've been reading about them are a part of the ego if you're placing expectations on somebody to be a certain way or to respond to you in a certain way or to fulfill some certain need then you know, you're setting yourself up for potentially an attachment to an outcome. Mm. So, so how do you separate um, an intention, something that you want to make happen or you want to shape before it actually happens, compared to an expectation? Can you, 
can you well I get I was kind of getting to a point there about the attachment I think it's really about the attachment oh okay yes so, the, so the, when you set an intention you oh you detach of blow course. it out to the universe you do you let it go whereas an expectation you're like mm, Naomi's gonna have to tap in a minute right I'm expecting it yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> If well, you don't tap, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, an expectation can be like a splinter under your skin. It's sort of, yeah. But then there's been, but then I've heard things like in the Abraham um, teachings, they talk about um, being in the vortex, you know, is about being in the expectation that it's already here. Mm. Right. So you're finding all that you need. Yeah, it's so, right here, and th and they use the word expectation all the time in that, in that okay. teaching. But but maybe then that's your attitude towards. Maybe that's where intention comes in. What intention are you bringing to the expectation? Yes, is the intention that I'm going to experiencing experience it as if it's already here, mm. whatever it is, and let go of any conditional I'm not going to but I'm going to be unha I'm going to be unhappy if it turns out it isn't here yeah because that's the ultimate confidence and the ultimate sense of play is mm. if you if and, you can get to that and so when it perhaps doesn't arrive you expect that that's the perfection of that moment yeah you can expect you can expect there's a great reason it hasn't arrived I think if you can truly feel that bubbling of giggling of acceptance of whatever it is, mm. maybe that's what it is. I like that. Um, Naomi Carling, you're, you brought up the notion of expectations though, sort of like from the point of view, I think, um, where say we have expectations of our partners and um, you know, uh, and you hold up a scroll of expectations in front of them and go, um, sorry, I haven't ticked any of these off today. <laughs> we um, all do it. Yeah. You've let me down on at least 10 accounts and it's not even breakfast yet. <laughs> you know. Is that the kind of expectation you mean? In sure, that sense? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, having expectations yeah. unmet. Yeah, I'm definitely... Or uh, needs unmet. Yeah. I mean, relationships are such a complex, multi-layered... Yes. Um, yeah. ...little bubble. Yeah. Well, I think it all stems maybe... But even of what you were saying before, Naomi, is when that expectation is not fulfilled, thinking, oh, okay, well, this is perfect. Mm. Well, of course, but, you know, when my scroll doesn't get ticked off, I translate it into, they've failed me and they don't love me enough. Which is appalling, isn't it? Well, that's it is. I yeah. think where that comes from is that the, the the heart, the root of any expectation that involves somebody else doing something, is the the, the expectation that is already in place that you are not okay without that. Mm. That you need someone else to do something. You need the world to do something. You need something to arrive in order to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And then that, that's the fundamental mistake. And if you can get rid of that. It's um, it's so amazing. It's so scroll, it's so freeing. It's so freeing up to throw that scroll away. Absolutely. We all have moments where we throw it away too, don't we? Well, um, I I think mine might have a little rubber band on it, so <laughs> <laughs> like a bungee cord. Boy, I can bring it back. 
<laughs> Bring back the scroll. I've put my scroll away, but then, you know, if if Derek pulls his scroll out, I go, oh, I've got mine too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, we're doing scrolls, are we? <laughs> so I'll put it away in the cupboard, but it's not locked. <laughs> I wouldn't have to reach. Wouldn't want to have to reach around for the key if I needed. But look, I, I definitely know that there's less things on my scroll there, you know, these days than there was say ten years ago. Um, thankfully, um, it's amazing just how much work it takes just to get rid of a few things off that scroll. So those expectations are completely um, useless. They're not really at all handy, unless of course you know you're still trying to leverage some of your. Um, unresolved stuff that you need to you know address i think so um you know scrolls do serve us but uh but they're for us but they're, <laughs> they're for us and not for others maybe they're for us to keep track of our our own progress in terms of not needing the scroll because like you say i've got some got rid of some things with the scroll and i find that when you you work to get rid of one thing a bunch will collapse absolutely if yeah you can work that. on one one expectation on that scroll and a few crumble before your yeah. eyes as well because they're connected i think and they get, yeah and they're connected in that sense of i need i need xyz to be happy mm -hmm. and if you if you can really get yourself to let go of something you believe you need to be happy then you look at the next thing on the list and go oh i already i already know that i don't need that mm. now because yeah. because that's the expectation that you're dissolving the bigger one perfect Absolutely perfect. So, are we going to be tapping on this today? Yeah, maybe we could tap on this. So, let's see, what are the pain points around this? We've got. Um, my expectations aren't met. Yep. I need to talk about my expectations. I need. Oh. Did my app just go off? Yeah. Where? Oh, uh, no, it was mine. It was yours. <laughs> I thought it was Jasper. <laughs> Just, Jasper is oh, my so daughter. Funny. In other words, we haven't taken. Ooh, we didn't unplug the phone either. <laughs> Back to the test. It's all too much for our birthday, Ruth. There we go. Unplug the phone so that doesn't ring in the middle of our meditation with 19 seconds to go. Everything on airplane. Does my app come up even on airplane mode when you have your phone turned off? Mm. We'll see you on the other side, guys. <laughs> we'll see, see you guys. We'll see you there. Thank you.